Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Generations Church podcast. Uh, in case you forgot, my name is Rob Samuelson. I'm an elder at Generations Church. Uh, I've been away for a little while, um, but back in the place where I love to be, and I'm here again with my friend and the lead pastor at Generations Church, Jeff Ludington. How you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a while, right? It has. It has. We hit the uh, the holidays, took some time off, yeah. and then... Uh, the semester changed at the school where we both work, and my schedule changed, and so we've been trying to figure out a way. You've been doing some great interviews. Yeah, I've been enjoying those. Fun. I think I call. I think you called me a fanboy in one of them. Which, uh, <laughs> I may have. Yeah, and I would. Uh, I am a. I am a fanboy when it comes to Paul Tay. And, All right. And his original band with Andy. That's oh, right. Awesome stuff. Awesome. It's, I highly recommend it. That's funny. I forgot all about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And so, yeah, if you missed that, we. Uh, did some did some interviews with friends that are in ministry that do fun things, and uh, we recently hired a worship pastor at Generations Church, and come to find out, uh, Rob knew Pastor Paul back in the day, like 80s, 90s, youth ministry, uh, Paul was in a band, I think he had blue hair, there's a cassette <laughs> tape involved somewhere, super cool, and so yeah, that was fun, I, I forgot all about that, that's really cool. Yeah, but yeah, we've been trying to figure out what to do next? We finished the guilt, grace, and gratitude, the Heidelberg Catechism. My yeah. thought was, hey, let's go back, do it again, and get it right this time. But mm. <laughs> I think we don't want to do that because we had uh, we had Vinny and Scotty on there, and they did a great job. But yeah. yeah, we were coming up with ideas, and since we're both in the classroom this year, there was a, an idea that you had from the class you're teaching. You want to share what that idea was? I will. So yeah, I I uh, I started in August. I think we mentioned this on the podcast prior, but I started. Uh, teaching Reform Doctrine at Valley Christian High School here in, I guess this is officially Artesia. So the greater Long Beach area, if you're not from Southern California, uh, on the kind of the eastern side of L.A. County. Um, Christian High School, that's where Rob works. That's where, uh, so in fact, two of our elders, John Evenhouse, also works here at the middle school. And I used to drop in and do some classes with a friend named Brian Branderhorst, and he taught... Um, a couple different classes in the Bible department. And I would drop in, I'd do a class with him here and there, and I got to know some of the students. I've been doing chapels here at the school for years and for the last, you know, the better part of the last decade or so. And so I've enjoyed getting to know students. And then, of course, you know, daughter, your, your daughter graduated from here last year. And so, of course, we've always had connections to students here. Um, but I was hired to teach Reform Doctrine, which is the required Bible class for all seniors before they graduate. And so, with that opportunity, um, what I heard was 17, 18-year-olds, all of them have to take your class, and you get to engage with them right as they're becoming adults, right? And I just thought, man, that is the coolest thing ever. What a great opportunity. I had to spend a lot of time with them, get to know them. And now here we are, second semester just started about a month ago, and it has been everything I thought it was. It was going to, it, everything I thought it was going to be. It was engaging with students, hanging out with them, and I get to teach the Bible. So I get to talk about Jesus, Reformed theology, and hang out with students that I have a captive audience. Awesome, right? Epic thing. And so what I did in the beginning of the course was uh, each semester I've done this now and said, hey, listen, we're going to cover this content, right? Like we're, this is the content we're going to go through and the content you're going to uh, be assessed on in order to pass the class. But what are your questions about the Bible, about your faith, about theology? And and if you submit your questions to me, what I'll do is I'll work those into the content, right? I mean, we're going to cover it anyhow. I might as well do it in such a way that is, in, is interesting to you. And so I got hundreds of questions from these students. And so literally hundreds. And so there was two assignments. 
What are your questions? And then I always want to help people in their faith not only know more, but be able to share it with others. And so their second assignment, uh, about two, three weeks in, is to talk to three family members and friends. At least one of them has to be a non-Christian. And so what are their questions? And so we are dealing with uh, questions. And what I found when I got all these questions in, I found there wasn't a significant difference between the students' questions, these 17-year-olds, maybe 18-year-olds now, and the adults uh, that they knew, their parents or others. And so their questions are just honest questions. And if I were to just kind of take a snapshot of that and what do I learn from that, I don't know that adults, as they grow up, I don't know that they learn a ton more about their faith. And so I think these questions are still relevant to all of us. So that's what we're going to do is, is take a look at some of these questions. Yeah, and I just this is my 13th year teaching here at Valley, and I teach uh, younger students. My Bible class now is, is sophomores. It used to be freshmen. And mm. uh, yeah, the same thing. We've got a, a pretty good cross-section of kids. Uh, some of these kids have been going to Christian school all their lives. Right. They've grown up in Christian households, and they just have some questions that longtime Christians have. Why did God do this this way? Why is yeah. this happening? Um, it's not questions that are going to gonna change whether they're a Christian or not. It's questions like they want to better understand. There are also kids that are coming in here that are not coming from Christian backgrounds. There's international students here, and they just have some basic questions of, hey, why? What, what does this mean? Can you explain this to me? And so, yeah, when you went through this idea with me, I thought this is a great idea to hit some of those questions. Uh, we were trying to come up with a name for this. We just decided to call it uh, Questions from the Classroom. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to look at some of these questions, and, and hopefully as we go through these, we'll also give our listeners a chance to ask questions if they have them. Um, but what can you give us like a, maybe a biblical background of, of the importance of asking questions and getting them answered? Really just that idea of being kind of, kind of someone who's inquisitive, someone who mm. really wants to dig in. Yeah. Well, you know, immediately I think, of, I, I think of the many times that Scripture says that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? And, and so uh, I think people are wired differently. And so some people, maybe they're more wired like heart people, right? Maybe some people are effort people, strength people, right? And then others might be mind. Right? They might think about their faith a lot. They might want to ask questions. But I think we're all called to do all those, right? We're called to be passionate about Jesus. Um, we're called to have a thoughtful approach to our faith. Um, and yeah, all those things. And so I think heart, soul, mind, strength, I think those are things that all Christians are called towards, even if we're wired maybe with one preference or one, one way or the other. Uh, but yeah, I think that we're supposed to worship God with our minds as well. And so this is, is, is that a little bit. It's a little bit of that. I think the catechism was that too. Like, okay, how do we learn about our faith? But then when you get down to places of questions, right? I, I think that there's a lot of people out there. I would assume probably everyone. I, I don't know that for sure, but I think everybody probably has questions. And uh, what I was thinking about, what are the questions that God asked? And, and how do they maybe not get covered in a youth group or a Sunday service or a community group or something like that. What are the, what are the ways that these happen? I was thinking we're, we're teaching through First and Second Samuel right now, and yeah, we're covering you know, the kings and the prophets and the era that was going on, and then we're tying it to modern-day themes, right? Modern-day themes and connections always. But then what about these random questions that people have? And these are the text messages I get and the things you get. I mean, just... They ask, right? And, and so there was this, there's a very, very popular passage of Scripture. It's John chapter 4. If you're, 
If you're familiar with that, it's, the, it's Jesus and the, the Samaritan woman at the well. And it's, it's a super popular passage. I, I've taught it, I don't know how many times. And, and there's some big themes in there. I mean, this is a Samaritan woman. Uh, Jews and Samaritans don't hang out. And rabbis, Jesus, teachers, right, males, didn't hang out with females like that. They just didn't do this. There were cultural boundaries happening here, things that were going on. And then as the story progresses, we also find out this is not just any Samaritan woman. This is actually a very sinful woman. In other words, she's got a very unlikely past in order to be talking to a man like Jesus. And what we find out is she's been married several times, and now she is living with a man who's not married to. And no, that's not the end of the, you know, the end of the world for anyone, but she's actually out getting water in the middle of the day, not in the morning, not in the afternoon, like most would do. She's out there kind of avoiding the place she lives, like she's avoiding the people. She's kind of an outcast in her culture. And so even in, in the Samaritan culture where she is a Samaritan, she's an outcast. And now add to that, she's female, Samaritan, an outcast. And here comes Jesus, the Jewish rabbi, right? And he engages with her and he has a very spiritual conversation. He gets to the gospel, right? He gets to the message that he has come to tell the world about. He's asking, uh, or he's asking her questions and engaging her in conversation that's ultimately leading to who he is. But there's this amazing part right in the middle of it. All this is going on, and, and he's done some miraculous things, like kind of tell her about her past without her sharing it, and, and just amazing things. And then what happens is she kind of blurts out something in the middle of this conversation, off topic, kind of crazy, unrelated, and she says this. And so all this conversation, he tells her to go get her husband. Then he reveals, I know you've been married many times and you're not married now, but you're living with a man. And she blurts this out, verse 19. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Here it goes. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Like, that has nothing to do with anything else in the passage. But here's what's going on. She has this question about her faith. Like, hey, how come Samaritans say we worship here, but Jews say we worship over there? Like, how come you guys say this and we say this? What's the answer? And I love that Jesus doesn't say like, hey, let's get back on track here. You know, like, hey, we're talking about water of life. We're talking about you and your sin and your need for a savior. Instead, what he says is this. He says, our fathers worshiped on this. I'm sorry. He says, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must be in spirit and truth. And so here's what his answer is. He says, listen, yes, that's what Samaritans do right now. And if you know nothing about Samaritans, they're kind of half Jewish, half not Jewish. Many of them still worship God, but they had their own way of doing it. Jews had that historic Mosaic covenant, worshiping God, specific places, Jerusalem, their capital, all those things. But Jesus says, listen, God is seeking worshipers in spirit. He's seeking people that would worship him. You can be that, right? He, he, he answers her question, but he takes it and ties it into her spiritual need. He doesn't reject her. He doesn't say, well, that's crazy, or, you know, Jews are right, or whatever, right? Like anything else that might happen. Instead, he, he very patiently answers her question, and then they get back to and her very next thing says, I know the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he'll tell us all things. Like you can tell she has this desire to know some of the answers she has questions for, right? And Jesus says to her, I who speak to you am he. 
Yes, ultimately it gets back to the message of Jesus. Ultimately, Jesus gets back to her need for salvation. But he does through, through this kind of roundabout way of engaging where she's interested. And you're a teacher. I mean, that's key, right? Engaging students where they're interested. That's huge. Right. And I, and I think, too, I think sometimes often, not just students, but, but you know, the teachers as well, um, yeah. elders, anyone, we get an idea or a thought or a question in our mind and get stuck there. And we, I mean, I, I know I've listened to your sermons sometimes and just in my mind, I'm thinking about a question hmm. and, and it's hard to focus on something else until you get that answered. And I think that, that you know, the woman at the well kind of sounds like some of our students who just, yeah. you know, okay, I know you're saying something about this, but can you answer this question first? Because this is just really bugging me. And then you can, and you can take it to, use that, and then take it to where you wanted it to go. So you said something that I really like, and I, I want to back up and I want to capture this. And, and so um, I kind of asked you a question about engaging people where they're interested, like what would help me teach them what would help me engage them in learning, right? Like a student. And you said something else. You talked about more of like a barrier. You'll be listening to something and it sparks a question and you're kind of locked in on that question until you can move forward. So, I mean, like that's different, right? I mean, that would be a barrier maybe somebody might have. True, true. But I, I have found too that, um, especially when I've got, you know, 25 kids in a class, in order for me to find out what they're interested in, I have to ask questions. And I ask them questions, and as I listen to their responses, I figure out, okay, this person is really into sports, this person's really into mm, yeah. uh, music, this person's into something else. Um, and that also gives me the opportunity then to use that in the way that I, that I teach them and engage them. That's cool. Yeah, I, was, um, I, was, uh, I, I got here a little bit early, and I was standing outside your room. Uh, you were teaching your math class, and you were talking about break-even point. Right, you used an example of gym membership, and um, if you're listening and you don't know this, I used to manage health clubs, right? And so I was thinking, as your break-even point, like you've got your you know your registration fee, or you know all the you know, first and last, and all the things they charge you to get into a gym, right? It's it's a racket for sure. I mean, it's a, it's a real gym, but they charge you all kinds of fees. I know that. You got your monthly fee, and then annual memberships, and you pay more up front. And you were talking about break-even point, and I thought it was really good. I, I really enjoyed how you were explaining it, but. What you just said was super helpful. The examples we choose when helping people learn something, oftentimes we choose them, if we're smart, if, if we do this correctly, we choose them based on questions maybe we've asked in the past, right? Hey, what are you into? Uh, one of the students was just in here. He's into music. And well, immediately, if I was going to try and explain something that was hard to him, I might try and use music to try and reach him, right? And so questions... Things that are in our minds help us engage our faith. Sometimes, sometimes they make it interesting. Sometimes they might be a barrier, right? But either way, as teachers, right, as pastors, leaders, teachers, uh, if we can find things that are interesting to people, we can engage faith on a level that's, that's helping them. If, if we can engage barriers, maybe we kind of unlock a little something that helps them take a step forward for them. That's really good. I like that. I like that. So how might people then, maybe they got questions, maybe they're not in our class, maybe, maybe they're not allowed to go to high school anymore because they've graduated, right? So how might people get involved with this? Yeah, I think what we had talked about a minute ago, um, if, you're, if you're getting this link to the podcast through social media, mm -hmm. our church uh, Generations has an account on Facebook. You have an account on Facebook. I have right. an account on Facebook, and we tend to share these. 
uh, feel free to put the question just in the comments and we will see them there. If you're listening to this just as you're subscribed to an Apple podcast and just like me, they just they just show up, uh, we're going to put together an email account at our church yeah. and we're just going to invite people. The email account is going to be, don't, don't do this. Well, you'll be, I guess by the time this airs, it'll be up there so you can do it right like away. Like magic. It'll all be there put together. Uh, questions at generations.email. Yep. If you send it there, Jeff will see it. And uh, he'll work it into the rotation. Don't expect that it's going to be necessarily the next one up, but, it, but we will definitely work it into the rotation and answer. Uh, we're planning to do one or two questions each time we meet. Yep. We're planning on taking questions from different uh, categories, different areas. And, and so, you know, we'll mix it up a little bit. We won't focus on the same thing every week. Uh, but hopefully you'll find something in each one of our podcasts that uh, is helpful either in strengthening your faith and, and helping in your understanding or helping you uh, to defend your faith or explain your faith to someone who has questions. And I'll do this. If we can't work your question in, like, within two weeks, here's Rob's home address. You can just go to his <laughs> house minute. and, no, all right, I'm kidding. All right, so, <laughs> hey, we will do that, though. Uh, we are going to set kind of a trajectory through, and, and here's, here's my plan. There's, really, there's, like, eight major categories of Bible and theology, and, and then, you know, kind of just work our way, maybe one question here, one question there, one question there. Just kind of work through the major categories of, of Bible theology, and then kind of just start building on some things. And so our, I think we'll look at this very, um, we'll kind of work through it where it's a different topic each week, or maybe like a, like Rob said, maybe a question or two from that area, then we'll move on to a new area. And so we'll always be building those questions in. And so again, man, I can't, yeah, I would encourage you, email us questions at generations.email, uh, or post in the social media uh, link that you're, you're listening to, uh, you can skywrites and smoke signals, whatever works, man. We would love to uh, take your questions. Rob, you want to you wanna button us up today? What you got? Say something amazing and profound. Amazing and profound. I would, Perfect. Here, here you go. Here you go. Um, this is a great podcast to share with your friends. There you go. To share with your, with your teenagers, right? We're going to try to encourage our students to listen. Um, we're going to, to send this out and share this on our social media and hope that, you know, if you've got a friend who's asking a lot of questions, send them, send them our way, tell yeah. them what, how to get in touch with us. Um, you know, let them listen to the, to this and hopefully it'll be something that will not only help your faith, but strengthen their faith. Let me give you one more thing. In fact, it, and I think that's wonderful. Uh, uh, and I was joking, say something uh, amazing and profound. <laughs> And then he said, share this with people. And actually, that is um, amazing. And that is great. And it's not, it's not rocket science. We know that. We know we should share our faith. But we, w- we are, by nature, and I think we will tailor this podcast to anybody. The anybody can listen. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to even be a Christian. We want to weave in the themes of Christianity and the themes of Scripture uh, to a place where whether you're a follower of Jesus you've been doing that for decades or you're brand new to Jesus or you're not yet a follower of Jesus. We want to make it available. And so we'll weave in the themes of the gospel and, and how, uh, yeah, how this would relate to anyone. So actually, I, I think that's really good. Share that with your friends. And uh, of course, man, if you like what we're doing, uh, review us or, or give us a, you know, give us a like, a share, all those good things. And I think that's it, Rob. Anything, anything else? You're out of profound and, and amazing, probably. Oh, I've got a, I've got a, a depth that you have no. Oh idea. well, then close <laughs> us out. I'm, I'm out of bullets, so you close us out. Yeah, let, and, and I know some of you guys, uh, all of you guys, if you're still listening, you know, you've been hanging out with us for 20 minutes, and you were waiting for that big question. What was going to be the first question? This was just a teaser episode. 
We just wanted to, to get you excited about the series. The first question will be next week. We will drop a new podcast every Tuesday. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like waiting for Christmas when that next <laughs> podcast is coming out. I know you're going to have trouble, um, you know, just, just hanging in there. But every Tuesday we'll introduce a new one with new questions. And we hope you'll share it. We hope you'll like it. We hope you'll give us uh, some feedback. And, uh, and we want to see you again next time. So God bless you this week. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to uh, having you with us again next week.